Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Cam Butner joins the Lisa Dent Show, a Democratic member of the Illinois House of Representatives from the 26th District. So that's located entirely in Chicago. Includes Bronzeville, Douglas, downtown, Gold Coast, Hyde Park, South Chicago, a whole lot. And Cam, you just handed over the baton after being the chair of the Illinois House Black Caucus. Thanks I for did, joining I us. Did. Yeah, yeah, no, thank thank you for having me, Lisa. Great, great to be here as always. And uh, I did. I, I'm ending uh, my two year term as the chair of the Illinois House Black Caucus, uh, passing the baton to Representative Lakeisha Collins from the West Side of Chicago, and looking forward to the great work that she's going to do with the caucus. And of course, you're running for mayor of Chicago. I am. I am running for mayor of Chicago. Is is going well? Going full speed. We've uh, we've turned in our petitions, and we're waiting for. You know, that process to be completely over, which it will be, I think, on, on Monday. Um, and then uh, full speed ahead, we've got about, uh, I think, 85 days until the election, uh, which is crazy, right? It's upon us already. Um, but uh, looking forward to continuing to get our message out and talk to the people of Chicago about uh, why we should be, um, the, the, why I should be the next person to, to lead the city. Okay, Representative Buckner, any chance you were on hold and you heard that piece of audio we played from that Florida sheriff? I missed the first part. I got the last couple seconds of it, but I, I missed most of it. Okay, so he he wants um, his quote was, uh, "We need to get it back to the old days where you take a paddle and you tear you tear and tear off the cheeks of you know what of students who are misbehaving." What do you think oh, wow. about that? Yeah, I, 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 I can't I can't endorse that <laughs> at all, Lisa. I think that that is a, a relic of the past for a reason. It should it should stay in the past. There are better ways to get through to our young people. Um, instead of going backwards like that, that's not okay. Yeah, I always hate when people go back in the old days. It's like okay, but it, we're yeah. not in the old days anymore. So exactly. yeah, thank God for a lot of that. All right, let's talk about the Safety Act. The legislative session ended yesterday. I understand it's on the governor's desk, but as we know, he was at the state dinner in D.C. last night, looking pretty spiffy. Um, what kind of tweaks were made? So th- this was a, a concerted effort that we've been working on for a while. Uh, we've had some public safety working groups across both chambers and both both houses of, of the General Assembly. Uh, and what we were able to do yesterday was to put the final touches on a bill uh, that addresses good faith critiques of the Safety Act, but also corrects misconceptions to ensure a safe and successful implementation. Uh, the, the bill specifically clarifies that, um, you know, what a person who is a risk to a community or what, what a safety risk is, it, it clarifies what a, what a flight risk is. Uh, it clarifies what should happen with electronic monitoring. There were some questions about trespassing and what officers could or could not do. That language has been clarified uh, in this as well. So it really was, um, you know, in, in, in 2021, we, we knew that we would need more work to make sure that this bill did what it was supposed to do to, to ensure safety and justice for the people uh, of, of Illinois. And we worked with stakeholders, everybody from, from victims' rights advocates to law enforcement uh, the state's attorneys across the, the, the state, uh, sheriffs and chiefs of police to make sure we got this right, and we did, and I'm proud of that work. Representative, the uh, state's attorney from Kane County was on earlier today with John Williams, and she said she mostly likes the changes that were made, but she would like to see more, and it, it came up as to uh, she would like to see that a judge would have discretion over all offenses as to whether or not there would be 
uh, an, an offender or an arrestee held without bail. Why is it that there's this detainable offense list and that the judge doesn't have discretion over all uh, crimes or people brought before him or her? Yeah, so Steve, the, the, the intent of this bill was to make sure that folks who have not uh, committed or been charged or, or charged of, of nonviolent crimes uh, aren't jammed up in our legal system. People who are not a threat to their community, people who are better off uh, at home and not at 26th in California, right, or in the Champaign County Jail. Um, and and because of that, we were very specific about what charges should trigger um, that type of action by a judge. Unfortunately, uh, it's not something that we see all the time, but unfortunately we have seen judges across the state uh, you know, lock people up and, and hold them for a very long time on nonviolent offenses like low-level misdemeanor shoplifting, right? Uh, we've seen it for uh, driving without a license. And some of those things where, you know, we really want to try to get people back into the community, back into their homes so they can raise their children and go to, go to work and not get uh, caught up in the criminal justice system. Because guess, once they do that, it's a swirl. I guess the issue here was they were, they were talking about a case where a young man was driving after several speeding tickets and uh, had drugs and alcohol in the system. Passenger was killed. And I don't, it was aggravated DUI, I think was the offense. And that wasn't on the original detainable offense list. I think it was on after the amendments. And her point was that there are going to be other crimes that may well have been overlooked that people will be freed on where they should have been held. Yeah, it's, it's hard to legislate for every single situation that ever happens. Um, but what I will say is that once again, this is a good faith effort. Uh, we, we spoke with uh, at least 90 of the 102 uh, state attorneys in this, in this state about how to get this done the right way. And there were a lot of scenarios that came up, some that were made up, some that were um, based on, on true real-life stories. And we tried to put as much uh, in the bills to make sure that we, once again, created what we're supposed to in this space. Listen, all legislation uh, can be perfected. All legislation uh, deserves to be looked at over time to see what we're doing right and do more of it. And if there are things that aren't working, we should do less of those things. This is not the end of that conversation, right? This was actually obviously a very important piece of it because of the January 1st clock beginning to I mean, getting close to January 1st clock, but um, you know, we'll continue to work with the state attorneys from around the, the state to make sure that we're doing this right and implementation is correct. Illinois Representative Cam Buckner is with us on the Lisa Dent Show we're talking about the tweaks to the Safety Act. It is now on the governor's desk, and when do you anticipate that will be taken care of by him? Yeah, so I, I think it'd be quick. Um, I know uh, the governor has supported the work of General Assembly in this space, to make sure that we get to uh, a conclusion on this. Um, it is The bill is currently, after it left the, the House of Representatives last night, uh, it is going through the enrollment and engrossing period, uh, and it will, uh, I think, be signed by him in, in short order. He's been very clear about the fact that he's ready to move forward on this. Okay. Um, there was also a person on John Williams' show today. She is the new Republican leader, Tody McCombie. I believe, um, Combi, she's from Savannah. And I, I hadn't, I thought I'd read most of it, but this was a situation, Cam, where if, if you are a victim, your, your person that you're accusing of rape or domestic violence can force you or ask the judge for you to appear in court 48 hours after you have been raped or become a victim of domestic violence to face that accuser. Now, that is not required. Right. The judge would have the discretion to determine whether that would be granted. Correct. Yeah, that's right. The, the, okay. Listen, what we heard from folks around the state, especially in the law enforcement space, was that we need to grant judges more discretion in this entire process. And, and we did that. 
Um, and so that's a part that that's, you know, that, that is the, the, the key component of, of what you just talked about. And I know um, Leader McCombie, who is a good friend of mine, spoke about this last night on the House floor. It is not a requirement. Um, but what I also want to highlight is that every single victim's rights advocacy group in the state of Illinois, uh, whether it was folks who work with domestic violence survivors or sexual assault survivors, they have all endorsed this part of the bill. They actually helped write it. It was their suggestion. Okay, so how you said friends. So explain for us who are outside the legislative and political process how someone can mischaracterize something that you've worked so hard on and then you call her a friend the next day. Yeah, well, listen, this is, we, we are all here to do the work of the people. Um, and I, I take this biz, I take this work very personal uh, because it's about people, right? And it's about the people that I represent. Uh, but I also understand that everybody comes from different lived experiences. I also understand that, um, you know, the, the best way to move a, a state like Illinois forward is for folks to be able to work together. Uh, so when I, when I use the word friend, it's because these are folks who I work with, and, and while I may not agree with them, ideologically, while I might, may not be on the same page as them politically, uh, I've gotten to know them and their families, uh, and I see the humanity in all folks. Man. And so um, it, it, it does get tough. Some folks are not very friendly, but uh, those who are, I always find a way to work with them. That's good to hear, Cam. That's what we expect out of the people who represent, of, or represent us. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you all. Have a great day. Representative Cam Buckner from the 26th District. Steve has your news coming up next. And then we're going to have Dr. Dana Barbalon. Do you have questions about your dog or your cat or your rabbit or your goldfish? Get them in now at 312-981-7200. Lisa Dent, WGN.